0: Hey guys, welcome to season three of the Surf Coast Creatives podcast. I'm your host Jess Mallington, and with me today is the guest and co-host guest, guest and co-host of the episode Ben Hucker.
1: Hello Jess, how are you going? I didn't know I was a guest on today's episode.
0: You're the VIP. VIP. Yeah, we're going to I'm Not sure about this. I'm going to introduce you and take a deep dive into your story. And let our listeners know who the, who our host is, who the main host is. I'm worried. It's going to be fun. We're going to start with a seven-question icebreaker, um, which in Season 3, we're going to ask all our guests. So I thought we'd put you on the hot seat today, Ben, and just see how you go. The
1: tables have been turned.
0: Yep, exactly. I guess we do
1: put our guests through this every single week. You know, they've never done a podcast, so
0: yeah, now it's, it's your interesting ch- today to Your interesting to,
1: to know what it feels like. Exactly. I'm still concerned, though.
0: No, don't be. It's going to be fun. So we'll just start it off straight away uh, with the first question. Where were you born? Ballarat. Where did you grow up?
1: Actually, St John of God Hospital, Ballarat.
0: There you go. Shout out.
1: <laughs> Shout out to St John of God Hospital.
0: <laughs> and
1: <laughs> if you're yeah <you're laughs> good birthing, then St John of God has got you covered.
0: Exactly. Uh, number two. Where did you grow up? Ballarat. Ballarat. Whereabouts?
1: In Mount Clear in Ballarat, actually, near the bush. The bush? Sort of on the outskirts of Ballarat, heading south towards Bunningham.
0: Oh, yeah. Nice fun. I was Lots over that of time way. time
1: spent mountain biking and running in the bush and playing footy and cricket. Pretty standard childhood. Yep. Very cold childhood in winter.
0: Mmm, definitely. That's
1: why I don't mind a bit of cold now, because nothing is, is as cold as Ballarat.
0: Even the ocean.
1: Even Antarctica.
0: <laughs> it's a big call. <laughs> All right. Maybe th-
1: Antarctica is a little bit colder.
0: A little bit. <clears throat> Number three, we've got, uh, are you a full-time or part-time creative?
1: Full-time at the moment.
0: What are you working on?
1: I'm a freelance writer. I uh, do a lot of copywriting, content strategy for companies, corporates. Um,
0: Anyone in particular?
1: Uh, a couple of mortgage brokers in Melbourne and some financial advice firms in Geelong and a few others. So... Always something in the pipe.
0: Yeah, you're very busy. In addition to
1: the podcast, and yeah, basically build sales funnels for uh, yeah corporate clients mm-hmm. and small to medium SMEs, you might say.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's a little bit unrelated to the podcast, but it still keeps me busy and keeps the yeah. keeps the food on the table and pays the mortgage.
0: Exactly. And do you love it?
1: Absolutely. We love working with clients. Love getting results for clients. mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: Uh, I started doing it part-time about seven years ago, yep. and now, uh, probably three years ago, I switched to full-time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Had to go back to a full-time job for, uh, for a little bit, but, um, yeah, back full-time since March uh, this year, this year still, yeah, December. Yep. So, yeah, it's going well.
0: Awesome. Um, number four, are you a camper or a glamper?
1: Oh, definitely a camper. Oh, a bit of a glamper, I guess. Right? Okay. You're a bit
0: of a glamper, Ben. Yeah, wow. Well,
1: the truth comes out.
0: I know. I like to
1: think that I rough it, but I should tell listeners that I have a beautiful self inflating uh, single bed mattress that yep. we take on camping trips. And Jess, what do you sleep on?
0: I sleep on a yoga mat. So maybe you it. Maybe you're
1: the camper and I'm the glamper.
0: Exactly. That's so funny.
1: We did buy a double inflatable. <clears throat> mattress uh, oh, yeah. to try I and, that story but it doesn't fit in the tent no. we took it up to Dunkeld. we bought it at um, anaconda in Geelong. Yeah. then we went to dunkel to get away from you know corona and any talk of corona and all the rest a bit over it so we blew up this self infl- uh, not in self inflating we blew it up with the um, ignition in the car mm. and we tried to put it in the tent and what did we do with the tent
0: tent started pushing out ripped, and, like, ripped out the doors.
1: Ripped out the zips, so never again.
0: No, we'll have to... And
1: this is at 12 o'clock at night. We're trying to sort out our bedding arrangements <laughs> yeah. and had to rearrange everything at 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. I'm sure that our neighbours right next to us really appreciated it. Oh,
0: they were in the caravan. They wouldn't have heard anything. They would passed out. I really liked that camping ground.
1: There's some, bike snoring. He was definitely passed out.
0: Oh, yeah. He was quite funny. Um... All right, let's move on. Let's get through these seven questions. So number five, what's your favorite TV series?
1: Oh, at the moment, Homeland. I'm stuck on Homeland. (laughs) Absolutely addicted. What season? Watching two to three episodes a night, but actually having nightmares about terrorists. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, maybe not nightmares, but definitely going to bed a little bit anxious. Yeah. Which is not cool, but I'm absolutely hooked on Homeland. Yeah. I don't know how we got onto Homeland, but... I think no, you've said it before. I've
0: seen I've seen the first three seasons in America, and then I saw that it came up on the Australian Netflix. So I was pumped for that, and somehow managed to wrangle wrangle you in, knowing that because you love all those like war movies and
1: yeah, spy movies.
0: Yeah, so love a bit like, of
1: CIA and yeah, Mossad and all the rest.
0: Right up your alley. MI five. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Name them all. <laughs> All right, so number six, have you been busy during COVID or flat? Busy. Busy?
1: Picking up clients, hunting for clients. There's never a dull moment. Mm -hmm. So it's either working for clients, working on the podcast. The podcast has been so busy and so much fun that we've decided to come back for season three. So we've actually brought it forward. We said in our welcome episode to season two that we'd do it in the new year, season three, but we've brought it forward to December because there's so many stories to tell and I don't think we've even scratched the surface, so we're straight back into it. And
0: get back to work.
1: There's lots happening with our co-working space. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're getting some visitors and walkthroughs there, so that's all happening as well. Yep. And then transitioning Surf Coast Creatives into a a media business as well, so which is very exciting.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm super pumped. Very excited for that. How it's all unfolding. We definitely didn't know where this was going at the start, so I'm really excited. For the yeah next we're chapter. kind of
1: feeling our way which we should do with small business and creative yes. pursuits so
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's starting to turn into a bit of a strategy and a plan which is good 2021 wow. is going to be huge
0: <laughs> it is all right number seven this is my favorite question what is your favorite quote
1: oh, favorite quote that's put me on the spot jess
0: you wrote those questions
1: <laughs> actually <laughs> do i write these questions <laughs> I do have a favourite quote, the first quote that popped into my mind, i better run with that. Yeah,
0: go with
1: it. This yeah. too shall pass. So, repeat, this too shall pass. So, I think it's a good one when you're really, really sort of stuck in a rut, or you're having a bad day, or you're going through a bad experience, mm-hmm. just remember this too shall pass. There's nothing in history that hasn't passed in time. Yeah. Even World War Two has passed, hasn't it? So, Yeah. we still remember and we don't forget, but... Mm-hmm. This too shall pass. The pain of that moment is, is gone.
0: Yeah.
1: So I, th- I reckon that's a really good one, especially on a bad day. Yep.
0: Yeah. That's good. I like it. All right. So. I can't,
1: can't remember who said that. I think it might have been one of the Roman emperors. Let's mm. it's not attribute it <laughs> to them. I'm just speculating, but okay. I'm pretty sure it was one of the Roman emperors.
0: Yeah.
1: Might have been Marcus Aurelius. I'll have to check that.
0: You'll have to do a Google search. All right. Well, while we're well, that's the first first part done. You've made it through segment one, Oof. breaking the ice. How do you I'm feel? I'm sweating. You're sweating.
1: Need to go to Ballarat and cool off.
0: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. All right. That was eight minutes.
1: That was pretty short and sharp, and you got to know quite a bit about me. Yeah,
0: you. it's good. We get to know a lot about you. So, i I think you have an awesome story, and that's not just me saying it as your partner, but. We're going to dive into it a bit more and just let everyone know a bit more about you. So tell minute. us tell us a bit more about your origins as a uh, freelancer. Where did it all start?
1: Well, worked in finance for 12 years in Melbourne, worked for two years for a hedge fund in London, worked for a decade in finance in Melbourne as well, corporate advisory and financial markets for those who've worked in the industry. Mm-hmm. So worked in Collins Street for a long time, worked at 101 Collins Street, and basically got sick of it. So I used to wear a suit to work every day. Used to live in suit and si- tie? Suit and tie. I haven't worn a suit for about three years. <laughs> when was that last wedding?
0: Ma- Alan Nemo's.
1: Alan Nemo's last year. So even then I don't think I wore a tie because it was about 45 degrees. But <laughs> that was an awesome day. But that's I reckon that's the last time I wore a suit. But I used to wear one every day like it was sports clothes. So yeah, yeah now it's just um, shorts and singlet and T-shirt and pair of thongs and a surfboard yep. which is great so lots of sand sand yep
0: you're <laughs> always dragging it into the house that's three <laughs> pairs of
1: undies a day just surfing and exercising and everything else so <laughs> there you go there's an inside
0: that's a secret dropped there
1: but that was it that was got tired of that routine three years ago and decided to make a change because i didn't want to work in an office staring at a wall for the rest of my life until age 65 or age of retirement
0: I thought so what did you do
1: more to life? You just quit actually started hunting around you know just to try and work out what I wanted to do with with my life, which is only natural yeah and actually found I actually started listening to the four hour Workweek uh the Tim Ferriss podcast, but he wrote the four hour Workweek so I probably started with that book, yeah that kind of opened my eyes to a different life, and we've mentioned this book many times, yeah. Jay Cross spoke about it on his episode in season two as well. It seems to have had quite an influence on a number of people on the coast. So, read that if you can, the four hour work week. Four hour work week led to, okay, I want to start my own part time income or side hustle, as he likes to call it, and start living a life that I want to live rather than, you know, making a six figure income and being miserable. So, I thought there just had to be more to life than that. Yep. So I came across Skillshare from the Four Hour Workweek. Oh and wow. I came across photography, which I loved at high school. I studied photography in year 11.
2: 10
1: and year 11. Yeah. And year 12.
2: Mhm.
1: So I gave up on that. I wanted to pursue a career in photography, but I took the safe, the path of safety, mm-hmm. and ended up studying commerce of all things. So I worked in business, and then I did a postgraduate in applied finance after that in Melbourne. Eventually found Skillshare, found a course on photography with a, a street sort of streetscape photographer.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: his name is Trash Hand, He's from Chicago, and it was just the most amazing video series.
2: Yeah,
1: I think his class is still on there. It's one of the most popular classes on Skillshare for photography. So if you're into photography, check it out. His name is Trash Hand. What gives, is it like cityscape things? His name things, a secret. Or... Yeah, Cityscapes of Chicago, and they're just incredible. And I just found it so amazing that this guy could do that with... He was doing it with his iPhone, and I thought, wow, Yeah. he doesn't even have a camera. Really? Well, he does now, but Yeah. he started doing ads for Nike and all sorts of stuff, and that really inspired me, and I ended up getting out my iPhone and started doing some streetscapes that day in Melbourne, I kid you not. That's
0: awesome. I shut
1: my laptop and I... Got on the train, went into the city and I started doing cityscapes. Yep. I didn't know where it was going or what I was doing or...
0: Yeah.
1: Don't even know if any of them... I've actually looked back at a few of them and they're pretty rubbish, like the early photos, but you get better and better and better.
2: Yeah.
1: Eventually bought a camera, bought an Olympus and that was about the time that I got frustrated with the city and just thought...
0: What year was this?
1: No, 2016. I was getting really frustrated. Yep. I stuck it out for another year, just doing photography on the side again, mm-hmm. and working in corporate finance. And then I decided to pull the plug on Melbourne and big city life completely. Oh my God. Made a massive de- decision. Called mum and dad. They were supportive. They said you need to enjoy what you want to do.
2: Yep.
1: No, I clearly wasn't at the time. So yep. I was in a, a rut. I was single. You know, it just it was miserable. Yep. So. Yeah, that was a really tough time and I decided to pack up the apartment in South Yarra and let it all go. And you and
0: sold everything, didn't you?
1: Sold everything. I, yep. just, I sold my golf clubs, I sold a <laughs> bike, I sold everything. I actually had a backpack. I ended up booking a trip to Asia, so I bought a one-way ticket to Saigon, Vietnam.
0: Yep. Why there?
1: Ho Chi Minh City. I've always been fascinated with Vietnam. Yep. I love the, the world, the Vietnam War and mm-hmm. the history behind that. And oh, it's cheap to travel there. That's yep. one of the obvious ones. But good food, mm-hmm. um, a place where it doesn't matter who you are, you kind of have to find a way to make conversation with people and open up and yep. get by because you're traveling solo and you know, you're yeah. not forced to make conversation. You don't have to make conversation. But it's a long way to go and be by yourself. So I yeah. made some friends pretty quickly. Yeah. Ended up traveling all through Asia for six months. Traveled through Vietnam. Spent two months, two months in Vietnam. Went to Thailand, went to Cambodia, went to Laos, and finished off in Indonesia, in mm-hmm. Bali.
0: Yep. Finished. And you loved, which one was your favorite?
1: Oh, I have...
0: a Hard call, but.
1: Oh, Vietnam, would have to be. It's a, it's a two-way tie between Vietnam and Laos. Laos, as people like to say.
0: Oh, really? I thought so, Bali was
1: your favorite. Uh, Bali was good for, Bali got me into surfing and kind of gave me an idea of how I wanted to live, but Vietnam, was, I'll never forget. Yeah. And that experience that I had with other people, met a lot of Spanish, Dutch, a couple of Norwegians, um, a couple of Americans, British, I traveled with a couple of Aussies at times. We didn't see many Aussies on the trail actually, because it was mid <clears throat> middle of winter over here, so yeah. not, not peak season for us. Yeah. So I was just hanging out with the Dutchies and French and all sorts of people. It was so much fun. Yeah, that's awesome. And being in the mountain ranges, very close to China. You could and basically you... see China from the top of the mountains.
0: Mm. Did you practice your photography?
1: Yeah, I did. I made the mistake of not taking my camera. I took my iPhone because I was paranoid about getting my camera stolen, but probably a big mistake in hindsight.
2: Yeah.
1: I should have just, I had travel insurance, but I should have just taken my camera and
2: yeah.
1: made the most of it. Could have taken, could have been the start of something bigger. Mm-hmm. But I was think I was more about getting away from Australia and restarting. Yeah. I, I think I was. I don't think I re- went there with any real purpose other than to get away and meet some new people.
2: Yeah.
1: It wasn't. Oh, I'm going to start a photography business and yeah. go nuts and you know start a course and be an entrepreneur in Saigon. There's a lot of expat entrepreneurs in Saigon. Yeah. It's a real hub for entrepreneurship. All right. So lots of co-working spaces and other things set up. <clears throat>
2: Me.
1: given that it's a hub for Asia and you know cheap costs and yeah office space over there you know you're talking 50 bucks a week and living <laughs> about 100 a week so yeah it's nuts and you can run a business and have yep. clients in Australia America the UK
0: and you told me that you budgeted how much a day 10 bucks
1: about that yeah and I I'd say most days I got by a big day was about 20 dollars in Vietnam <laughs> like that was going on a boat ride or something Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the rest got by on a shoestring. Yeah. So I learned to live with nothing, I guess, as well. Yeah. I had a very small backpack. It was actually a running joke with a lot of people that I met. They're like, where's your backpack? And I'm like, this is it. And <laughs> <laughs> they're carrying around 16 kilograms of... Most people right. I met were on a two to three-week trip, you know,
2: Yeah.
1: on their annual leave. Yeah. I was there for indefinitely. I had a one-way ticket, so... And I had this tiny little backpack. Yeah. They couldn't believe it. yeah.
0: I had all my stuff when I traveled, but again, it was still the size of a backpack, but one yeah. of those 40 liter. Backpacks.
1: You can stuff a lot of stuff. You can
0: get a lot of stuff in there. Inside a little backpack.
1: Mm-hmm. I had a pair of shorts, singlet, uh, iPhone, a passport, a couple of singlets and not much else. Yep. Yeah. Jocks. No socks. No need for socks in Vietnam yeah. or Asia, anywhere. Yep. Yeah. Had some pretty robust thongs because the roads and footpaths over there are just horrendous. <laughs> if you don't end up in a sewage system or a drain, <laughs> then you're lucky. Oh my god. Ah, oh, it's horrible. We are very lucky to be where we are. Yeah. Nice smooth roads and paved footpaths.
0: Yeah, God, imagine owning your road bike over there or taking your road bike for a spin on those pothole roads.
1: Actually, cycling is very popular in Vietnam. Got a lot, What's a lot sort of, of the bikes? good riding and the not.
0: Like wheels, are they thick?
1: No, they're just a standard road bike. Oh, really? So a lot of guys getting around in the north in the in the mountain ranges. They're as good as the French Alps, the mountain ranges in Vietnam and Laos. So. Wow. Yeah, that was Cambodia a little bit flatter.
2: hmm
1: I'm Bali as well. Cycling is quite popular. So. Yeah. But I I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Going for a ride in Ho Chi Minh or Hanoi <laughs> or. <laughs> uh, Phnom penn or yeah. any of those places it's just nuts
0: yeah if you come out <laughs>
1: alive you're lucky gosh
0: I've heard a few stories about, about people traveling through there I'm yeah yet to go but it's on the list because you talk about it non-stop so
1: well actually the Philippines was on my <coughs> list as well and we ticked that off in January that was such a good yeah. trip so. yeah just love traveling love Southeast Asia
0: and then when did you come back
1: I came back just before Christmas so I left in late June I came back just before Christmas mm-hmm. I was running out of cash and uh, just getting a bit over staying in hostels and other things I actually wanted to set up camp in Bali but I figured it was just too far from home and I just wanted to be home for Christmas so I ended up coming home for Christmas yeah and then mid-January I was like what, do I do? what am I doing here yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go back but now it was time to come back I'd sort of learnt a lot of life lessons and and then Met you... some amazing people who I still keep in touch with th- to this day. Yeah. I learnt Spanish. I didn't speak fluently, but I learnt a lot of Spanish. And yeah. That helps when you're watching things like Narcos on Netflix. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very, very handy.
1: Actually, it's good for Homeland, too. So. Ah, is that why you like
0: good it so Spanish. much? Good yeah. Day? Yeah. Um, Hola. Hola. <laughs> uh, so, what did you do? You just did a bit of soul searching over there, came back, and what did, were you going to go back to finance? Did you start applying for jobs? or? Uh, it was
1: never my intention to go back to finance. Never applied for any jobs. I ended up staying with mum and dad for a bit and a little bit more soul searching at home. Yep. Ended up staying there for quite a bit, actually. Mum and dad were very generous and let me stay, so... Yeah,
0: that's a way to go.
1: But ended up thinking, you know... <clears throat> always wanted to get into surf photography and landscape photography and seascapes and I thought what better place than the surf coast mm-hmm. because you're you're an hour from Melbourne so I've still got a lot of mates in Melbourne that I catch up with yeah when the corona's not hanging around so it's hour from Melbourne hour and a bit to Ballarat uh, it's the surf coast it's magnificent you, you've got Geelong 10 minutes away a major city
2: yeah
1: and then you've just got the surf coast and Torquay and just a magnificent place to be. Yeah. And incidentally, found a, a really good gym called The Ox Effect.
0: And the rest is history. And the rest is
1: history. Yeah. Run by a young lady called Jess Mellington. hmm I thought, oh, she must have a partner and a couple of kids. Like, there's no point, even trying to pursue this. So, even though there was a, a spark in the eye the <laughs> first day we met. Yeah. I didn't realize you were the owner of the gym, so. Yeah.
0: You came in and I'd just written my first newsletter. So, Imo my, designed my website and was teaching me how to do SEO and build my business. And she said, you need to create content for your website. You need to water your website, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, I wrote this newsletter that was going to stick on my...
1: Water the website, as in water the seeds. Water the seeds, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: the... Not literally pour a bucket of water <laughs> on your laptop.
0: No, don't, yeah
1: not recommended
0: don't do that definitely don't and anyway I finished this newsletter and I was so proud of it and then I've come out ready to teach the 5:30 class and I looked at the mind body app and I was like new person Ben Hucker okay go and introduce myself to him and it was you next minute we're engaged we're living together no no um, it's been well literally yeah
1: oh, I took a bit of time
0: yeah but it was fun. Took
1: twelve months. We we met and we dated and we courted for a couple of months and then we got a bit more serious and then I ended up living with you after six months. Yep. We lived together for six months in Torquay and then ended up buying a house together this year on, on the coast. Got engaged when on your September. birthday this year, September seventh. Yeah. So eighteen yeah.
0: months later. There you go
1: from zero to getting zero, sick okay. of wearing a suit in Collins Street and being so frustrated with everything like I enjoyed life in Melbourne I enjoyed the life outside of work but I just didn't enjoy the yeah that Monday to Friday grind getting on the tram and same old same old yeah ended up wearing the same suit five days a week like it was just ridiculous and from that being frustrated to heading over to Asia a bit of soul searching yeah meeting some great people some real adventurers and people who think in a similar manner like, let's face it, if you're travelling, then you've got something in common with that person immediately. It means yeah. you want to see the world and you're curious about the world. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone goes to Vietnam forcefully, so
2: Yeah.
1: they go there voluntarily to see the world and
2: mm-hmm.
1: see what's out there. So you've got that in common with people straight away. That was that was magic and so much fun.
2: Yeah.
1: Just because it was Southeast Asia and it's always hot and you only have to worry about the odd thunderstorm here and there. And yeah, to bit of time back at this mum and dad and
0: and you started eventually copy, made move to surf coast somewhere in here when did you start copywriting
1: well, i was always writing for businesses and companies part-time so i did a lot of investment proposals and offer documents for companies in melbourne yeah as well, a part-time business yeah that was my big moment after reading the four-hour work week i was like uh, I can write really good offers and prospectuses and things for companies that are raising capital from investors. Yep. So I used that skill. And then I got kind of tired of that because it was still finance, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Good money, but still finance and pretty heavy. Very technical. A lot of laws and regulations around capital raising, so you have to be really careful with what you're saying. Then I heard about copywriting. Didn't ever know copywriting was a thing. And I started watching Mad Men, mm. <laughs> another series on yeah. Netflix, probably your second favorite series yeah so about an agency back in the 50s and 60s in new york um yeah started watching that and was like copywriting like that's actually a thing you can write copy for companies and get paid for it yeah and i started reading more and more about copywriting and then i went from yeah really technical business documents to copywriting and content for companies so that's amazing that's how that happened it was always sort of part-time in the background yeah, and you haven't really been serious full time now, except for the last two years. Yeah, do that full time now. Yeah, in addition to the podcast.
0: Yeah, and you were doing that last last year. You had a really cool job with a local business in Torquay, and then you did that on the side. And then events shut down. Yeah, the you events industry
1: got shut down. We were managing events uh, up and down the Surf Coast in Western Australia and the Northern Territory as well. So it was yeah, it was a, a good job. But, yeah, I was doing a bit of copywriting and content part-time and basically and you had a once events shut down, just picked that up straight yeah. away.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, so never
1: never really sat on the couch thinking, oh, what do I do next? I just I had clients there ready to go, Yeah. which was great. Very lucky.
0: Literally, like, booted you into it pretty much. Like, yeah. Booted you from one job to the next. So, yeah, you've done awesome. Um... What about uh, coming through, some, we'll come through to some uh, hints and tips for people out there. This is another part of the segment. You've done two Gosh. segments so far. How are you feeling? Oh,
1: this is intense.
0: It is intense, isn't
1: it? How do we, why do we do this to people?
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. It I is. love hearing people's stories. It's
1: good that it's a podcast because it brings out something raw from yeah. you, I think.
0: Like you can't filter it.
1: Yeah, if you're writing a blog article or... I don't know if we did a video interview, we'd be a lot of editing and stuff, but our yeah. podcasts are pretty raw. So what people say is what we put out there. Yeah. yeah. There's no room for sort of, you know, oh, can I actually answer that again and things like that. So yeah. it's pretty raw, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's
2: good. It's very, very. It's like good. a job
1: interview. Pretty much. When you finish the interview and you're like, oh, I should have said this and this and this. And I could have said that, that.
0: Yeah, but it's telling, telling your story, telling your life story. In an hour.
1: This is your life.
0: This is your life, Ben Hucker. <laughs> um, I used to love that show. This is your life. I wanted to be on that show, but you have to be like famous for that.
1: One day you be done, on
0: there. I've done some cool things.
1: Hashtag famous.
0: <laughs> wanna be. <laughs> um, no, I'll come back to come back to that. But what about? Yeah. So for listeners out there who might want to be. Might want to take a leap of faith in, you know, in your direction, um, in the copywriting game or the photography game or getting out of that nine to five job, finding their side hustle. What have you got for us?
1: Well, I've got a quote.
0: Good. We love a quote.
1: You'll regret. I've said this on the podcast before. You'll regret the things you don't do in life more than the things you do do. So just remember that. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to maybe quitting a full-time job to pursue your creativity and passion,
2: mm-hmm.
1: then just remember you regret the things you don't do in life more than the things you do do. so and I've found that to be true since I finished up in finance. Yep, I don't regret going to Asia, although it was difficult on some days. I don't regret traveling and meeting new people and having all those experiences that I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. I don't regret starting a podcast just been amazing to build a community on the surf coast and get to know so many creatives and people with a like mind
2: yep
1: so i would say yeah remember that quote Mm -hmm. Uh, you know of course have your your financials in order and all the rest don't just unless you've got a really really good offer that's making money and uh, don't go out there and quit your job and rack up the credit card for example or something like that and Mm -hmm just go a wall mm-hmm. with business debt and all the rest you know make sure you have a, an offer there a lot plenty of people do it so mm-hmm. um, i'll would, I would just say yeah have that proof of concept but then don't wait for, for you know for all the stars to align and yeah. for everything to be perfect yeah. don't wait for your salary to be replaced and your annual leave and all the rest yeah. there is a point where you have to jump yeah and go at it hard Finkelton. Which we've seen with a lot of our guests and it's paid off. Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah.
1: Everyone has those hesitations. But,
2: yeah.
1: You can always go back to your job. That's the other thing. You can always go back to a job. Yeah. You can have a year off to pursue something you're really, really passionate about. Mm-hmm. Just think of your worst case scenario. That was another thing from the four hour work week. Just picture your worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. For me, it was broke living at home with mum and dad. That actually <laughs> that came true. <laughs> But that was my worst-case scenario. Yeah. So just remember, your worst-case scenario is actually not that bad. Yeah. Mum cooked dinner every night, you know, washing, and <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. I wouldn't mind going back. What? <laughs> I could see your mum just shaking her head. Yeah. I see my phone's ringing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're
1: not coming back here. She's locked the doors. Um, yeah, your worst-case scenario, and just remember, it. you won't. You'll regret the things you don't do. Don't do in life more than the things you do do
0: yeah absolutely and I what,
1: find that to be true from experience I'm not, he, not just saying that
0: how do you find your inspiration like how do you keep going because you've been doing this for a few years now like it's not like it's just a year or whatever you've been reinventing your career and pushing the boundaries and like every week you're reading a new book on something and you're adapting and yeah
1: Yeah, it's five years since I read that book from Tim Ferriss the four hour Workweek. I would say I'd get most of my inspiration from books, from reading. Yeah. So reading other people's stories. Mm-hmm. When I'm not burning Homeland on Netflix, then I'm re- typically <laughs> reading a book. So yeah. we like to get away a lot and I read a lot when we get away. Yeah. I've learned to read fast too, which is good. So I consume a lot of books. Yeah. I consume on average probably one to two... A week. ...books a week. Yeah. So typically something sort of literary, sort of classic, and then something more technical like marketing or things like that. So yeah. have a bit of a mix.
0: Yeah, fun and, fun and tactical. Serious.
1: serious and tactical. <laughs>
0: yeah. So any anyone in particular that inspires you besides Tim Ferriss?
1: Oh, I was gonna say Tim Ferriss.
0: <laughs> cough, cough, me? Oh,
1: no. Jess Mellington, <laughs> amazing. Like, just yeah. actually you do inspire me.
0: Okay, let's hear it. I
1: know you, you ran your gym for two years and it didn't quite work out. Uh, but you picked yourself up and you realised you had to shut the gym so you made that decision that's a decision a lot of people can't make and wouldn't make they'd just keep on going into Mm -hmm. uh, the white blue yonder with regard to debt and other things and declared personal bankruptcy and things like that but you didn't, you chose to Pick yourself up and you know you've got a really established PT business and you wake up at 5am every day and wake me up at 5am at the same time. And <laughs> <laughs> so appreciate the early mornings. I've become an early morning person. Yeah. I was a night owl when it, before I met you and now you have
0: to get I'm up. an early morning person. Yep.
1: But you definitely inspire me. You don't have okay. a bad word to say about anyone and you're yeah, mm-hmm. very compassionate, a lot of empathy for a lot of people, which I, I find remarkable. I don't know how you have so much empathy for people. Like I get frustrated and impatient, but you just don't have a bad word to say about anyone, so I reckon that's a, a key trait of yours.
2: Mm, thank you.
1: Beyond you <laughs> and Tim Ferriss, uh, guys like Mick Fanning in- inspires me.
0: That's right, yeah.
1: You know, he's had to overcome a lot of hardship in his life and kind of transitioned from amateur surfer to a professional athlete while he was injured and you know he tore the hamstring off, off, off the bone I'm pretty sure and that put him in hospital for quite a bit and a lot of rehabilitation and that inspires me and he's dealt with a lot of um, personal tragedy in his own life. He's had experienced like he's had two brothers that have died. Mm-hmm. One when he was quite young and one recently so that's yeah. big for me. And then quite an active entrepreneur as well. So he's got the brewery on the Goldie. He's got all sorts of sponsorship deals still with Rip Curl and other companies. So yep. he strikes me as the type of guy that would talk to anyone as well. Mm-hmm. I find that you know, humility, I think, is a great, yeah. a really good trait. So yeah. he inspires me. Mm-hmm. And a few players from Geelong Footy Club, someone like Matthew Scarlett, mm-hmm. He inspires me. He's yep. quite a introverted character at Geelong and kept to himself, but he just made it happen, you know, let, let his actions do the talking mm-hmm. and he inspired Geelong to three premierships and he's one of the greatest fullbacks of all time, so... Yeah. And he wasn't that talented when mm-hmm. he got to Geelong. Yeah. So he was struggling to get a game. hmm And, yeah, dealt, dealt with a lot of personal tragedy, now assistant coach and doing well, so... Yeah. That's cool. I think some people go, oh, Matthew Scarlett, give me a break. But he really does inspire me. Some guys like that.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Um, ben, where can we go to follow you?
1: <laughs> Not this question. We're getting to the end. This We're is good. We're coming to
0: the end, yeah.
1: 35 minutes. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. So some of my photography. Yeah. I've just got a water housing, actually, from my new camera.
0: Yeah, you've been testing that out. Big
1: shout-out to Jonty Lang in Ocean Grove. I bought it off him secondhand, so thanks, Jonty. And also, Tal Lemons for referring me to Jonty. So,
0: yep, big fan of Tal Lemons.
1: Oh, huge fan of Tal. Guys like that inspire me too, I should mention. So that, that community of photographers on Instagram and things. And yep. There's a lot on the surf coast. Yeah. So, what was the question?
0: Um, where can we go to follow you? <laughs> I've lost the long
1: winded answer is at Huckleberry on Instagram. Yep, sorry or Huckleberry Studios, so it's H U C K L B E R R I Studios. So it's Huckleberry with an I. Yeah, perfect. Huckleberry with a Y is a massive like fashion brand. I can't believe I haven't been sued yet. Oh. <laughs> At Huckleberry Studios on Facebook or at Huckleberry on Instagram.
0: Yep. And then what about your copywriting stuff?
1: Oh, copywriting, iEvoke.com.au. Mm-hmm. So lots of copywriting and content, content strategy as well. Yep. So iEvoke.com.au. So, Perfect. again, evoke as in I evoke something. Yeah. And i for information, iEvoke.com.au.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks for letting me interview Ben. Let's, um, how did it feel? How oh, it's, you feel
1: that's to be tough. On the other side. It's tough. Um,
0: it's fun, though. It
1: really puts you on the spot. Yeah. And it is a bit, a bit like a job interview. It is. I mean, I've asked these questions before, so I kind of knew what was coming a little bit, but yeah. you still have to come up with an answer and try and keep it interesting and people engaged. Yeah. So you've got that in the back of your mind as well.
0: Yeah. So. One question I forgot to, well, not forgot, I strategically put it at the end. So oh, no. this one is, do you have any favorite tools that help you stay on track or help you run your day as a copywriter and photographer?
1: Nice. Uh, tools, number one, Gmail. Can't live without Gmail. The Google Calendar, all the Gmail apps. Yep. pay for those months and month They're about $6 a month or something. Yep. And you get access to, you know, you can upload your own email address and things. So mm-hmm. that's just magic. Google Apps. I think it's Google Suite, isn't it? G Suite. G Suite. There you go. So that's, I love using Skillshare to learn new skills. I love using masterclass.com mm-hmm. to learn new skills as well from some really prominent people. Yep. Including writers. Guys like Tom Clancy and other people who've done classes on Masterclass.
2: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Yep.
1: Skillshare masterclass and Canva as well. I use daily for all our graphics and yeah. our social media posts, and uh, I use that a lot actually. Canva.com. Yeah. was Aussie company started in day. Sydney. Sydney. By Sydney. Graphic designer.
0: Oh, cool. Even I didn't know that.
1: They've raised millions <laughs> and millions of dollars. They're a billion-dollar company now, Canva. So. Wow. They've just made graphic design accessible to the average bloke like me. Mhm. So instead of, you know, doing word art in Word, <laughs> like you can actually put together some pretty professional stuff now. Yeah. I use InDesign for clients and the, you know, the big projects, but just for little one-offs, like a little Facebook background or a Facebook page or... Mm-hmm. Um, banners. Banners on Instagram. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Posters, yep. flyers. Little, it's really good for one-page documents. Yeah. Not that good for multi-page documents. That's where InDesign comes in. Mm-hmm so canvas skillshare g suite what am i forgetting podcasts i listen to a lot of podcasts Mm -hmm. including the surf coast creatives but i like to keep up to date you know with what's happening out there and different styles of interviewing and all the rest
0: who have you been listening to recently
1: recently i've listened to four hour work week oh the tim ferris podcast it's called so i listen to that a lot it gets a lot of big guests that are hard to relate to at times but just because they're big guests and you realise that they're human beings, it's, it still makes for an interesting story. And what else? Oh, the You Project is always good. Yeah. So Craig Harper. Yeah. <laughs> He's brilliant. A bit mm-hmm. of language in that one, but...
0: Yeah.
1: The guy's... Started. And didn't
0: you go to his workshop with Amy?
1: I did in Ballarat, my sister. sister. Yeah. Yeah, that had a big impact as well. That was... He kind of put, lays it on the line. He says, what are you doing? You know, basically ask the question, what are you doing? Yeah. Makes you become conscious and kind of teaches you some different steps to build a strategy and for what you want to do with your life and all the rest. Yep. Make it more purposeful mm-hmm. rather than just sort of going through the motions as we tend to do.
0: Yeah. What is that quote? There's a really good quote that you say. It's in your. You've written it in your phone. Um, what is the time?
1: Oh, yeah. What is the time? Question mark. Now. Where are you? Now. Here. Here. <laughs> Nailed it. What's the time now? Where are you? Here. Here.
0: Yeah. And then there's one more.
1: What's the time? Where are you now? I can't remember the third one. Yeah. But it's by Eckhart Tolle, who wrote The Power of Now. Ah, that's right. So yep. it's bringing you back into the present moment. I love it. Like that's...
2: Um, I was actually did it today.
1: Yeah. stressing out about the intro for the podcast and the, the working space, the co-working space and so much happening. Yeah. And it was just like I had to sort of breathe and just been for a surf. There's been a bit of rush and,
0: yeah.
1: you know, you start to concentrate on the things that are in front of you and it just brings you back yeah, rather than getting lost in the vortex, in yeah. the void. Yeah. What's the vortex? Is that right? No. Yeah,
0: that's right. In a whole other world. In the abyss. Um, Well, Ben, thanks for going through your business. Dirty laundry? And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All your stuff today it was really fun to chat and have an interview with you because I've wanted to do this for ages and just for me I just wanted to say that you have done an amazing job on this podcast it wouldn't be where it is today and we're very excited to ta- I'm very excited to take it into the future for season three so thanks for everything you do uh, we love reading the blog articles emails that you send out all the editing that you do on each podcast and can you just tell us about the next adventure that you've come up with the creative space what is this and actually start with what is this what is it
1: co-working space we spoke about it a lot on the final episode season two so tune into that for the details but in a nutshell a co-working space for creatives on the surf coast
0: Mm -hmm. and why why did you think of that
1: well, I wanted to build a community of like-minded people, basically. So yeah, I want to inspire people and foster a community of creative minds. That's basically it in a nutshell. So we've got about half, half a dozen desks and studios dedicated to the Surf Coast Creatives. We're working alongside the Workers' Hut in partnership with Dave and Beck, who are magnificent. Mm-hmm. They're hard at it today. We did a couple of walkthroughs today and they're hard at it. So it's going to be ready in the new year, 2021. Yep. And it's just gonna be fun to work alongside people that yeah. are doing their thing and we'll be doing our thing.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So go on in the, the
1: days where you have to lock yourself in your bedroom at home. Yeah. Or the living room.
0: And we're really gonna be emerging into like we were talking about it with um my sister last night, working from home or going back to the office. And people, bosses and employers are asking their employees, you know, how many days do you want to come into the office? um what days do you want to come in because at the moment people are only allowed to have a certain amount of people in a workspace so 50 percent at home 50 percent at work and you know for those people who are really like my sister very very social hmm. she she would love a place like this like a co-working space yeah so i'm really excited to see who we get through we're gonna have
1: Oh, it's gonna be crazy
0: yeah really fun
1: it's gonna be fun to look back and go oh, i remember when they were in the co-working space and now they have got this industrial shed with 200 square meters <laughs> of office space and yeah is that big 200 square meters yeah, yeah. massive it's about
0: the ox yep yeah, yeah So
1: that's gonna be good it's just gonna be fun so freelancers artists creatives
0: photographers
1: photographers videographers
0: podcasters
1: podcasters E-commerce retailers, we've got warehousing and distribution there. Yeah. We've got a photography studio if you do portraits and fashion shoots and other things. A pod booth. So just perfect to me. We've got a partnership with the Bell's Beach Brewery, so we'll be doing drinks there fairly regularly. Wouldn't mm-hmm. say every week, but fairly regularly. Mm-hmm. And just yeah, really starting that, creating that community and building on the hard work of Dave and Beck already.
0: Yeah, exactly. Very cool.
1: That's going to be fun.
0: Well, let's wrap this up, Ben. We've got a big season to follow, so let's get stuck into season three. And who have we got coming up for our first episode?
1: I just realized how quickly time goes. So it's 45 minutes. It goes flat out. That's why all our guests say, wow, that was one hour. How did I talk for one hour? Yeah. But kicking off season three... With Babel surfboards. Mm-hmm. So Luca, he's an Italian guy, he's an astrophysicist, has got a PhD in astrophysics, can you believe it? Oh my God. And now he's a surfboard shaper. Yeah. He does some pretty wicked boards. So can't wait to chat with him tomorrow. Yep. But that episode will be out tomorrow. This yep. is, today's Wednesday, tomorrow's Thursday, if you're listening in the future. <laughs> so that'll be all pretty quick this year, and we're going to smash it out. record the episodes and get them out there as soon as yeah. we can, rather yep. than waiting till. We'll still send an email and other reminders and things to let people know what's happening, but
0: yeah. Now yeah, we've got the dedicated we're publish space. publish
1: podcasts when they're ready.
0: Yeah, yep. We've got the and dedicated. Try and get
1: through a few more guests.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds Sorry, good.
1: Jess, what are we going to say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we just talk over each other the whole time.
1: <laughs> Jess, where can we go to follow?
0: We've got the website so surfcoastcreatives. We're on Facebook and Instagram, all one word: surfcoastcreatives. And if you want to chat to us, send us an email and let us know your thoughts, your ideas. If you have any ideas for guests, or if you want to come on the show, and also if you need any more information about doing a walkthrough or advice, hit us up on Ben H at surfcoastcreatives.com or Jess M at surfcoastcreatives.com.
1: Perfect. And just while we're now talking about Canva, they've got a really special offer on at the moment for. Potential subscribers. So, Canva, what I was talking about, you know, was a yeah. special graphic design.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, they're giving away five Canva Pro subscriptions for the price of one. That's five subscriptions for the price of one, just. That so is for free. An incredible offer. For
0: free. Well, <laughs>
1: it's like you can have, yeah, so it's basically for teams, but you can design with friends, colleagues, family members.
0: That's like your whole family and having Canva. It
1: costs $12.95 per month and you get access to all their functions and features, the Canva full Canva Pro Suite. That's perfect. So if you've got a wedding coming up or you need to send out some birthday invites or something, head to canva.com and have some fun with it. And you get five subscriptions. So get your mum involved, get your dad involved, get your best mate involved, get your dog involved.
0: Doggy. (laughs) We always get the doggies involved. Doggy Canva. Doggy Canva.
1: Sorry, that doesn't sound right.
0: We'll
1: move on. <laughs> so canva.com, five subscriptions for the price of one. Perfect. Oh, I just can't wait to rip into season three. Let's do it. Thanks for interviewing me today. No worries. I feel exposed. You're... <laughs> feel very exposed. <laughs> You're exposed. See you guys, see you in season three.
0: See ya.